Welcome to the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast, where we untangle the past, rewrite the present, and reclaim our future. I am your host, Tammy Vincent, and together we will break free from old patterns, heal wounds, and create new narratives. Are you ready to transform the effects of your dysfunctional past into your superpowers? Are you excited to get back in touch with your true authentic self? If so, then hit subscribe and join me weekly on the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast. Here we will learn from experts as well as experienced thrivers how to turn our trials into smiles while living our most authentic and joyful lives. Well, hello again, everybody. I'm super glad to have you again. Today, we have a special guest, Thomas Castro. And Thomas is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a visionary creator behind the transformative Shine Campus, which I'm sure he's going to tell us about. With a fervent dedication to emotional and mental strength, Thomas is an expert in guiding individuals from mere survival to flourishing. Through the innovative platform of Shine Campus, Thomas has ingeniously crafted a gym for emotional and mental resilience by providing a space for emotional, mental, relational, and financial development and growth. This includes a monthly challenge, becoming the best partner, and various meetups, conversations that will reshape your world. Welcome, Thomas. I am super excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me on, Tammy. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. So tell us a little bit. I know you are all about keeping, not being held back and not keeping things small. So tell us how that story kind of came about. Yeah. You know what? I work with a lot of couples and, and before couples, I was working with individuals and um, you know, the biggest thing that's not being talked about is how a lot of times we play so small that we're not flourishing. And then even in our relationships that causes people to want more from us and need more from us. Um, to be able to be in a better spot. And so the challenge that I see a lot of us having is that we're we're playing so small that our energy is drained. There's a lot of different scenarios that just kind of go out the window because of that. And so abundance becomes a huge concept for me to end up talking about. Okay. So you started the campus, the Shine Campus. Mm-hmm. Is that your whole platform? Is well, the Shine Campus started because what I recognize is people were coming into therapy and interacting with it as if it was like a doctor. So the doctor, you go in and let's say you 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 break your your arm or something, and the doctor's say going to say, "Here's what you need to do: fix it, and you're going to be done in eight months." Type scenario. And I like treating therapy and the concept of counseling and my interaction with the people that I'm loving on it more like a gym. Right. So I like to treat it more like, um, hey, we got to keep going. And yes, there might be a scenario that we want to strengthen a certain part of our our mental, emotional resilience or something like that. But it's a constant effort and a constant workout that we need to be doing. And so we have this stigma about what it is. Some something's wrong with somebody and then put them in a certain place. Right. And I for me and what I do in Shine Campus, the concept is more like a mental, emotional gym than anything else. So it's just continual. And I say that all the time. There's no there's no end to a healing journey. There's no end to self-discovery and growth and everything. It's definitely not an A to Z formula, without a doubt. I mean, right. no way. So tell us a little bit about just yourself and how you got to go into what you're doing, your, yeah. your therapy and marriage counseling and all that. Right. So I'm starting to recognize more and more that this is my assignment overall. 
Um, it's not something I was headed towards. Initially, it was about being a psychiatrist and going to school for that and then, you know, trying to get there a different way. And I end up being accidentally a marriage and family therapist, literally accidentally. And um, and then here I am now, but then I look at my life. And so my life as, as a child um, going through divorces and then seeing my parents go through multiple divorces each, um, and then, you know, getting older and then going through a divorce of my own and having to realize that, like, man, there's a pattern there. And I, I said earlier, um, I feel like it's an assignment of mine. I mean, what other reason do I need to go through all of that, you know, other than to start teaching other people and helping to love other people to know something different so their children don't have the experiences that maybe I had so that they don't, as as parents, have this, the same experiences that I've had as a as a, a father of, um, you know, divorcing and having children. Um, so all those experiences start happening. And it's like, I think I know my assignment, like I got it now, like the picture is clear, right? And so, and I learned so much. And I guess that's the difference between me and what somebody else might go through where I started learning more about it and figured out how to do it differently. And so I think at that point in time, it starts becoming, you know, in this case becomes my assignment to, to do it differently and help others. Absolutely. Because you can figure it out all on your own, but you went through a lot of trial and error, probably right. years and years, years yes. of watching your parents, years of watching your yourself go through it and everything else. And you have to go through it to, you know, they always say there's not a, a testimony without a test. Right. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so yeah, that's great. So would you consider, I mean, I don't want to get too personal, but was it like a traumatic thing or was it just, you just realized, Hey, it's a generational thing. And it's until I'm the one that stops it, or I'm the one that learns more, it's going to continue. Yeah. So trauma is an interesting word because everybody kind of has their own picture of what that is, but I would say that it's super impactful. And so anybody who's had the experience would know it's super impactful in ways that we just don't even point to like um, whether it's fear of being rejected or fear of loss or those things just kind of stick and always having to battle through them or um, not wanting to finish because we don't know what the end is like, right? So I, as a child, I, I saw all those things and then grew older and noticed those are patterns that I accidentally was carrying around with me as if that was a thing to do even as, as an adult. Right. And so, yeah, it was super impactful. And in some cases, we can label them as traumatic. The important part, you know, the message that I want everybody else to hear is you may not be labeling it as trauma. You, what you do know, though, is there's a pattern that keeps going. Right. And so the, the goal is to rewire those scenarios. But for me, yeah, I, I think that overall, all the experiences that I had in, in, in creating relationships, losing relationships, definitely affected me as an adult and not an unaware adult. And so that's the second key there is not being aware of the patterns that get produced in those scenarios will keep you in the same patterns, right? And sometimes that could be a good situation, but in other situations, for me, it costs me a, a divorce scenario. Right. And, you know, they talk about, I always say that awareness is the absolute first step. You know, it's the first step of transformation because if you don't know and you don't know, Right. And a lot of times, I mean, you grew up thinking that was normal until you started going, huh, yeah, it's a pattern. And right. it's so nice to have an advocate. Like, that's why kind of what I'm doing, you know, and I agree. Trauma is trauma. And it doesn't have to be a big T trauma, like some horrendous thing. It doesn't, but it could be something small and it could be something that is just generational. And it's just going on over and over and over again. 
And yes, it's nice to be that one that says, no, I'm going to learn and I'm going to help and everything. And it's nice that you have a calling because that's kind of, I don't know where it came. If it was an epiphany, was it like, was it a, an aha moment or did it just kind of gradually sneak into you? It keeps, it keeps popping up. Couples come to me. They've come, even when I was getting a divorce, couples were coming to me and, and somehow I was able to help them. Um, And so yeah, it just, it kept coming up, kept coming up. And in the last year or so, I said, okay, fine. <laughs> it's it's it, right? And I, it's not that I was fighting it. It's just that I, I'm a creative. And so I like creating different scenarios mm-hmm. and I didn't put the two things together, right? right. I didn't, I, you know, I, I know that I like art and drawing and, and you know, sports and those kinds of things. Like, I know that part, but I didn't put together like, Oh, I also like um, helping people to build their lives and and helping people to build their minds and seeing that grow as well. I just hadn't put it together. And right. so about a year or so, yeah, I could I start understanding that, you know, um, and this is key for everybody too, not just me, that we're kings and queens and we need to take ownership of whatever our assignment is. Absolutely. I know I I was one of those that have been on a 30-year healing journey from my own situation. And I was a chronic learner. So if I wanted to, so if someone said to me, you know, you should do EFT tapping, let someone do it to you. I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and learn about this first. So (laughs) I feel like after 25, 30 years, I have like every certification, everything to be able to do everything. And I wasn't using it on anybody. And I think it was finally, I started like just really starting to apply it. And I would be at the airport and I would see somebody shaking their leg and getting nervous. And I would say, Hey, you know, you don't know me, but let's tap it out. Let's, let's figure this out. And it's kind of how it goes. You know, I mean, you're called, you're called to start helping and taking what you know and using it, like really using it. Right. So you have a practice and you do it mostly online. Right. I have a practice. I do it mostly online. Um, I actually, you mentioned tapping. I'm a, I'm a I'm certified brain spotting therapist as well. Um, and, and all of those things start, and this is what we do in my practice. We really focus on the abundance that we have inside of us that's made to be. And I, I talk about this concept. My favorite um, fruit is the peach, but it's, it's, it's really when the peach uh, seed comes out freely. Um, it's my favorite part. Uh, but anyways, the seed is the most important part. You put that seed into the ground. And then what happens whenever you put that seed in the ground and you and you grow it? What happens there in that situation, Tammy? It flourishes. I mean, it, it grows. flourishes, right? And mm-hmm. it grows into tons of peaches. But you know what's interesting is each one of those peaches has another seed inside of it. And so they all have the potential to do the same thing. And our mind can see that, like our mind can visualize that idea. How it just keeps growing, right? Isn't that amazing? If I was to put anybody in the seed next to each other, we would always say that that person is more valuable than the seed, but we can't see our abundance in that way. And right. so when I, I mean, even something like brain spotting, whenever we go into that concept, we start seeing like, man, I got so much, I got the ability to heal something like that inside of me. Yeah, it's in there. And so the, the, I, you know, that concept, we do that in therapy a lot and counseling a lot in all the programs that I, I put together. It's all about building on whatever we naturally have inside of us going inside out and being able to help it to grow as big as it possibly can be. Absolutely. Very well said. (laughs) I can't say it any more clearly than that. You know, and it's funny when you're when you're dealing with the childhood stuff, especially 
like you watch these patterns going on and on and on. And in my podcast, one of, you know, I want to tell people like your situation, there's so much hope. And that's what you're saying is it's inside. And that is a pattern that I'm really starting to see because that's what I say. You know, it's, it doesn't matter what happened to me, what happened in the past, the past is the past, but everything you have, you, you have everything you need, you have it inside of you. It's there. You just have to find a way to nourish it and to, to get it out. And, and that will take sometimes a therapist or, you know, just different, different ways. I mean, there's a thousand different ways to do it, but uh, I love that you do that for people. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, what you're mentioning is important because um, we stay stuck because in our hardship scenarios, it causes us to look outside of us. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if there's abuse scenarios, another person abusing us, like we have to really watch that abuser to make sure that we're okay. So we start learning this. We stop forgetting about what's going on on the inside. We start looking more about what's going on on the outside. Let's just say it was a hard situation, not a hard person. Again, we're going to watch what's going on on the outside instead of what's going on on the inside. And so it's a really important survival technique, but it's not a very good thriving technique, right? And so um, that doesn't make it bad. It just makes it different. And so for us to start figuring out how to thrive, we have to start learning how to look as hard on the inside as we did on the outside to keep ourselves alive to keep ourselves thriving, we have to look really hard on the inside. It's amazing how we, how much we are as people, if we'll allow it, we just have mm-hmm. to allow it. Right. Yeah. And sometimes self-reflection is the hardest thing. Absolutely mm-hmm. hardest thing. You know, if you follow the patterns of your family, the things that they've done all the time, and then all of a sudden you're like in these completely codependent relationships because you are looking from the outside and ready for this stuff to come at you. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I want to get better. And the very first thing you have to do is start reflecting, self-reflecting and say, okay, what is my part in this? Like, what can I do or what have I done? And, and that's, that's sometimes hard in, in healing because, um, I mean, talk about, I think you mentioned in here, you know, the difference between a victim and, you know, being a victim or victimization. I mean, talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So that's one of the keys that's going to unlock our, unlock our thriving. So when I go through something at any point in time of my life, you know, there's, there's the fact that it actually happened to me. That's what creates the idea that I was victimized, right? Now, what I do with that, and this is a really important um, mindset and way of being able to define it, what I do with that creates whether I'm the victim of it or not. Right. And so if I'm willing to say, like, I was victimized, but that's not who I am. I was victimized and it created a hardship, but that's not who I am. Right. And so watch who I am. And so when we become a victim or if we say or interact in a way that's a victim of the circumstance or the situation, we constantly um, become what it was. And so that causes us to do this, which is like pointing fingers at other Mm -hmm. people. And, and blaming and, and which again, it's understandable, but it's just not useful. So the only thing we could do is this, we can't even do this, right? We can only do this. We can point to ourselves um, constantly and it doesn't need to be a blame factor. What I'm pointing to myself for is because I got this, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to do the things in my life that mean for me to thrive. And if that mindset can turn on, we, um, we won't have the victim mentality concept. So there's a difference between victimized and, and, and being a victim. We do get victimized. That happens frequently in life, but there's no reason that we need to be a victim of any circumstance. No. And, and like you said, you can't, you can't change the past. You can control the future. And really one of the biggest things you can control is what you think and how you reframe things that happen to you. 
And I know people all the time, you know, they'll, they'll say like, how did, how did you get through that? Like, weren't you mad? Weren't you angry? You know, I can't believe they didn't, they did that to you. And it's like, yeah, but it's done. So now I need to sit with it, process it, and then move on and decide what I'm going to do about it. Because I actually have a book called surviving alcoholic parents. And there's a whole section in there on victim versus, you know, the victim versus a victor or the victim mentality. And it's exactly what you said. I mean, we can, we can wallow or we can use what we got inside us. And we all, I truly believe we were all born amazing and divine and pure and ready to take on the world. Absolutely. You know, it's like students, you know, ch- do you deal with children, children a lot? Or That was my, that was my first setup. And then now it's more so moving towards helping parents to help their children. Okay. Yeah. I kind of have a hybrid. So I help adults, but I want to speak to children. I want to speak to the masses and just breathe life into them and let them know that they were born this divine creature, amazing creature and life. The, like you said, the external forces are what are have taken them down and changed the way they view the world and everything else. So they can't look for external forces to change that. They have to be able to look inside for sure. Absolutely. Being able to know that's a big deal. And so that message right there to parents is an important one because parents are the home constantly. And I tell parents when they want me to see their child, you have to see me two to one. And the reason you see me two to one is because if I see your child one time to your 40 hours per week or whatever amount of time you spend with them, it, it, it doesn't balance out. But if I can give you the messages that I'm going to give your child, it, then they have it forever and it's in their home and they live it. And so it's a really impactful thing for them to have the message of you're greater than any hard circumstance that's going on right now. Um, it's temporary and the next thing is coming, but you'll be ready for it. Right. So, yeah, it's a big deal to be able to help love on children and their experience, their hardship experiences, too. It's amazing. I, I taught first grade and that's really what, you know, it was 14 years after I taught first grade that a first grader reached out to me and said, you know, I don't know what I would have done without you. And and it was just teaching. It was breaking my heart because I just I wanted to get to them all. I wanted to mm-hmm. hug them all up and love on them. And I was like, how can I do this in the masses? Like, right. needs, you know, and just the, uh, you know, you deal with the mayor and just the divorce. I mean, I remember the shame of my parents' divorce and watching them fight in public and stores. And, and it was it was hard. It was and I wasn't going to go to anybody and talk to anybody. Right. So it's it's super important, super important. Yeah. Yeah. When I was young going through that, I don't really remember um, there being like we didn't have the concept of counseling at that time, really. Like that wasn't uh, for my parents, at least it wasn't a thing. And so um, I remember a a special friend scenario, which might have been something like that. And they Mm -hmm. have those schools now. But um, even then, like we never talked about anything like that or, you know, it wasn't anything like that. So um I know that that getting that help sometimes to certain families is kind of foreign and and not there, but that's why teachers are also impactful to know that. And so I actually work with schools as well, help businesses and schools to try to turn things around as much as possible to serve. I think the more that we know we can talk to the higher ups and it could filter down, you know, the better because they're creating the environment that will be conducive to helping children. Absolutely. And it's, it's so important. I mean, I remember when I used to teach first grade, or even when I taught preschool in like a very um, inner city district in New Jersey. And I remember thinking to myself, my classroom is the safest place those kids can be for those eight hours. So I need to make sure that I'm instilling every value, every, everything they could possibly need, just in case they're not getting it at home. Right. 
right. you know, just, just yeah. in case you never know. So yeah. you, I kind of give all kids the benefit of the doubt and yeah. believe there's good in all of them. Absolutely. Yeah. So if, if you could, so if someone wanted to work with you, what is the way that they would go about doing that? Yeah, there's so many opportunities. I think the easiest way is to go to the shinecampus.com and start in one of our programs. We have um, a mental, emotional gym there that they can jump into. Um, and then there's tons of, I put out things on social media every week. Um, so there, there's tons of opportunities there for them just to get more information, to start learning more about um, the ideas of abundance and the ideas of really being able to thrive in their lives as much as possible. Nice. So I'm going to put all those links in the show notes or whatever. So everybody can have all of your links to whatever and get in touch with you if they want to. Now I have two more questions and they're pretty simple, but they could, who knows what, where they go. So yeah. if you had one piece of advice to get someone that is questioning like, should I reach out or, you know, what's one piece of advice to get someone to kind of be self-aware that maybe there's some patterns out there? Yeah. Um, so maybe this isn't one, but, you know, the first thing is that you're not broken. The second thing is that it's not about what you, what it's going to cost you to be able to go into um, therapy, whether it's time, money or anything like that. It's more about what you're missing out on. Mm-hmm. Like there's a huge life out there for you that is free of all the hardship, free of um, of not react or reactiveness. Like, like there's a lot of things out there that mean you could actually be in a settled place with money, um, with a partnership that you enjoy, with the potential of growth constantly. Like there is that life out there right now. So the problems that you have right now, you might be thinking like, oh, I have this going on. I can't do this. I can't do that. But it's not even just those scenarios. It's all of what you're missing out on that says, man, for how many years am I going to go like this? For how many years am I going going to stay in a place of not abundance? How many years am I going to stay in a place of, of reaction and hardship and not goodness, right? How many, how many years am I going to stay in that? And so whether it's your relationship, whether it's with your children, whether it's with yourself, no matter what it is, all of them have a greater potential and are pos- um, have the possibility of growing into really good things. We just need to get to changing them. Absolutely. Very well said. And you, I mean, you say it best when you just say, we got to get people from a mentality of just surviving to thriving, because it's just not enough. I know a lot of people are like, well, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm like, but are you happy? Are you, are you doing, are you where you want in every single aspect of your life? Like you said, the financial and the, and the emotional and the mental and everything and the family units and the bonding and all of that stuff. And we can survive. I mean, if you're standing here today, you're a survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But is that enough? And that's right. really a question you need to be able to ask yourself. And then, like you said, be willing to to bridge that gap and and commit to bridging the gap, really. Yeah. You got to want it. I, actually, yeah, you got to want it. Yeah, you got it. You got to want to be happy. And it's definitely out there for everybody. I always say that everybody deserves the absolute best the world has to offer. Yeah, and- that reminds me that we just kind of, so a lot of times we get settled with, and this is sometimes not every, it's not everybody is ready and, and uh, that'll be okay for them. The, the idea is that sometimes we just get settled with where our pain is. So like a moment of not pain is good enough. 
but I want everybody to know that there is something more out there. When you're ready, it's fine, but there's something else out there that you can have, and it's amazing, and you could have a lot more of it, right? So that's a really important concept. We get settled with it, and so not everybody will be ready, but just so you know, there's another side of it. So when you said, I like the way you said that a moment without pain is good enough. And that is very powerful because millions of people are living like that. Millions of people are just okay to have a good day or a good hour or a good week or whatever. And not even thinking about the fact that a lifetime of happiness is out there. Right. To where it should be a moment of pain is just a very... A small moment, not your whole life splashed in with some joy. You should have joy with a little bit of pain splashed in there. Yes. It should be the opposite. Well, wow, I really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you coming on and I will put all of your links down there and everything else. And I'd love to follow and I'm going to join your group and see what you got because it's amazing and good stuff you offer. And let me ask you one more question though. When you, I do want to know what you do, you speak for schools and everything? Yeah, so um, I I have spoken for um, basketball teams, okay. um, like teams have invited me to those scenarios, and a couple of other groups have invited me to scenarios. That's not what I specifically do. Um, the reason I do something like the podcast is so that people do know that hey, this this is out there. The Shine Campus is out there. Um, I don't think that speaking is necessarily on my you know, my to-do or my service deal, but I will, if I get invited, try to somehow serve and and love on people as much as possible. Well, I think that's what the world needs is more people that are just willing to serve and love on people Mm -hmm. as much as possible, Mm -hmm. as you put Mm -hmm. it in your exact quote. (laughs) I mean, can't get any better than that. Well, thank you so much for having, for coming on and being a guest. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And for all the people out there listening, once again, you've heard it on our podcast and you're going to hear it again and again and again that it does not matter what your situation, it does not matter what you went through. There is always hope and there is always joy and there is always a brighter future. So we're going to keep sending you guests to show you where to find it. Thank you so much and you all have a blessed day. See you guys. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Adult Child of Dysfunction podcast. If this episode resonated with you or you think someone else could benefit from what you heard, why not share it with someone you care about? Let's heal from our past and take back control of our lives together. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to www.tammyvincent.com for a free chapter of my book, Surviving Alcoholic Parents. While you're there, be sure to catch my invigorating seminar, Awakening Your Authentic Self. Together, we will rewrite our stories and turn trials into triumphant smiles. Until next time, keep embracing your strength, keep being you, and know that you are more than enough. You are way more than enough right here, right now.